How's it, everyone? Welcome to Discuss Shane. I'm your host, Shane. And if you love sports, know about sports, don't have a clue about sports, or even want to know a thing or two about sports, this is the podcast for you. All right. So I want to talk about some of some things, right? A few things. I want to talk about basketball, some baseball, actually. For you know, those are very few times I talk about baseball. I also want to talk about some MMA. So let's get into it. So for basketball, I want to focus on one player, right? I want to focus on Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? Now let's get this straight. Let let me have a disclaimer. Giannis, not the most skilled player, right? Not the most skilled player, probably on his team. In the NBA, definitely not. In his team in the Eastern Conference, no. In his division, no. In his team, no. In the starting five, no. There's probably some players off the bench that are more skilled than Giannis. Because when we think of skilled, right, we think of someone who uh, is the epitome of skill. I would say um, probably Kevin Durant or James Harden. Someone who has some physical limitations but can still get it done, right? James Harden, not the fastest dude. Not He doesn't jump the highest. Definitely not the skinniest dude. But he gets the job done because of his skill, right? He knows what to do. He knows where to where his spots are. He knows how to get to his spots. He knows how to be productive. I mean, this dude averaged 36, 37, and 10 assists or, or around there for a season. Right? Giannis, he can't do that. KD, KD is one of the most skilled players ever. He's a 7-footer who can shoot like a guard who can handle like a guard and he can get to anywhere he wants he's the most unstoppable nba player to ever play in the nba most unstoppable another example luka Doncic. he's just like james harden but he's just you know a few inches taller than him they're pretty much the same player one's just two or three inches taller so Giannis, no skill does he have a bag not at all can he can he dribble? He can dribble pretty good for you know a seven footer, who has like freakishly long arms, who, you know, is pretty much just jacked, who's yoked out, who is muscled up. Yeah, he has a decent bag for a big guy, for a big man. But can he dribble like Kyrie or Steph or Harden? Absolutely not. Can he shoot? Not at all. Can he shoot a mid range? If we're talking like a Dirk Nowitzki post fadeaway, or we're talking like uh, Sean Livingston uh, mid range shot, no, he can't shoot. He definitely can't shoot threes. He does. I mean, he shoots threes, but can he make threes? No. Can he shoot mid range shots? No, he can't make them. Uh, pretty much everything he does is around the basket, which is about. You know, right under the rim, right next to the rim, or maybe like a few feet away from the rim. That's all he pretty much does. Even if he makes a floater or a hook shot, that it's still a shock to everyone. 
So Giannis has this all going against him, right? All these offensive, you know, abilities uh, that he can't do. Shoot, uh, dribble, or dribble like, you know, one of the best. He can't do that at all. Is he a good free throw shooter? No, he's not a good free throw shooter. But can we start giving Giannis his props? You know what I mean? Can we start giving Giannis his props? Because we gave Chris Paul his flowers deservingly. We deservingly gave Chris Paul Chris Paul his props, right? Chris Paul has been one of the best point guards in the NBA ever since he got into the NBA. He's arguably a top five point guard of all time. You know, you have Magic, Steph, Oscar Robertson, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas, and you have Chris Paul right there, you know? Chris Paul, we already gave him his props. He's known as the point god because of the efficiency in which he passes and gets assists. You know, his assist-to-turnover ratio is like 4-1 to one or something like that. You know, it's really, 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 really good. But how come we've, you know, how come we've discredited Giannis? Yes, he. I understand he lost in the second round last year to the Miami Heat, in which I believe, I don't know if they got swept, but they, they should have won. They were the favorites, and they, they should have won. The year before that... They should have beaten the the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, the year before that, I believe they were also one of the one of the contenders to make it out of the East, in which obviously they didn't because LeBron and the Cavs did. Um, I believe that was the year that LeBron made it to the finals. Uh, yeah, but this year. He got over the hump, him, obviously him and the Bucks, got over the hump and they made it to the NBA Finals for the first time in 50 years since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had a different name and Oscar Robertson was the only player in NBA history to average a triple-double. Over 50 years ago, right? But we are discrediting not just Giannis but the Bucks because, you know, oh, if the Nets were healthy, they would have won. I understand that, but how come we're not discrediting the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, they were the second seed. The Bucks were the third seed. Or the second the Bucks were also the second seed. Nor no, I think the Bucks were what what seed was the Bucks? I believe the Bucks were the third seed and the Heat were the sixth seed. I be, I believe so. Anyways, so yeah, the Suns were the second seed. The Bucks were the third seed. We, no one ever talks about oh if the Lakers were healthy the the Suns would have the Suns would have definitely lost to the Lakers if AD if at least AD was healthy the the Lakers would have won no one talks about that um for the Nuggets no one ever talks about oh if Jamal Murray was hurt was was still playing the Suns would have lost no one talks about oh if Kawhi Leonard was playing the Suns would have lost no one ever talks about that but all we always we always talk about oh the Bucks should have made it to the finals. Hey, both sides, you know, both sides were the luckiest teams because they were the most healthiest teams. Every single player got hurt or should have, or every single team had a star player that got hurt. And for the Bucks, they shouldn't have made it to the NBA Finals. I agree. Neither should have the Suns. But especially since Giannis missed the last two games of the Eastern Conference Finals to the my, when they were playing against the Atlanta Hawks. Giannis missed the last 
I believe two games, right? He he missed the last two games because he hyperextended his knee and it looked terrible. It looked like as if he should have been out for the rest of the year. But no, he came back game one. He put up pretty, you know, his worst numbers, but 20 and 17 are his worst numbers. 20 points, 20 points and 17 rebounds. For the, If that's your worst game, that's a lot of players' career game. You know what I mean? He put up those type of numbers in game one. And then he followed up with multiple, with back-to-back 40-point double-doubles, in which some games he had 15 rebounds or so. And after that, he had, you know, a pretty much a 30 and 15 game with he almost had a 30 point triple double and he had multiple blocks which one of the blocks was against DeAndre Ayton and he had multiple steals this past game he had not as good of a game but he still had a really good game in which he had you know the iconic lob from Drew Holiday how come we're not talking about Giannis I mean look at he's like what 26 years old yeah, you might think he's older, but he's barely older than Kuz. He's barely, he's barely older than Kyle Kuzma, yet he's a two-time MVP, two-time back-to-back. He's a back-to-back MVP. He could probably could have won it this year, but no one ever talks about it. He He's a back-to-back MVP. He's a defensive... He's one of the few players in NBA history. I believe it's just... Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon to win to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year at the same year. He's one of the few players in NBA history to do that. He's multiple. He's made it to the all-defensive NBA team multiple years. He made it this year. Um, he's been the MVP race for how many years? He's been. He's a multiple-time All-Star. Yet we never talk about Giannis. So is Giannis being underappreciated or underrated? Because last time I checked, I don't. I thought you know, I didn't think you needed a a jump shot to be, you know, one of the best players in the NBA. I mean, look at look at um, look at Shaq. Shaq could not shoot a lick for himself. I just listened to an interview that Dan Patrick had with Reggie Miller, and he said, uh. A crazy stat that they pointed out was that Shaq basically shot 33% in the NBA Finals from a free throw line. Shaq was not a good free throw shooter. Not even an okay free throw shooter. He was a horrible free throw shooter. Yet Shaq was one of the, is the most dominant player in the NBA. And he was, you know, he was probably, he was, I never, you know, I was too young to watch, to really watch Shaq in his prime. But it's... From multiple counts, it seemed like he was the best player in NBA in the NBA for multiple years. But for Giannis, he does a lot of things that Shaq does, right? He dominates inside in the paint on both ends. He They both grab tons of rebounds. They both block shots. They're both super athletic. They can run fast. They can jump high. They're stronger than a lot of pe- than most people. And they both can play make for they both can play make very well for big men yet we never talk about them we never talk about Giannis how we talk about Shaq well how come 
We never talk about Giannis that way. Giannis should be, he, with his accolades alone, he should be a top three player. I mean, Kawhi, yes, Kawhi has won two fine, has won two NBA championships, and won two NBA, uh, has won two championships and two Finals MVPs. His first one, he probably shouldn't have won it because yeah, he played really good because he played good defense on LeBron, who averaged thirty six for that Finals. Yeah, he did a really good job. Uh, for the second NBA Finals, yeah, he deserved. It. He was the best player, but everyone. But come on now, if KD and if KD or Clay were still healthy, the Raptors wouldn't have won that NBA Finals. I'm just saying it. It's and it's not even an unpopular opinion. It's a very popular opinion that I just made. But why isn't Giannis regarded as the second or the third best player in the NBA? Now, yes, before this season, it was pretty much, you know, the top five guys were LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Harden, and Steph. That was pretty much like the consensus top five. You know, you could make an argument for Anthony Davis, for Giannis, um, for Luka. You can make an argument for three those three guys. But those are pretty much the consensus top five, you know. But, okay, let's let's go down the list. LeBron and KD deservingly to be the top two best players. Kawhi, two-time MVP, two-time Finals MVP, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, and multiple two-time NBA champ. Right? That's probably he's probably deserving of the third spot. Steph is a multiple-time MVP, multiple-time champ, first ever NBA unanimous MVP. Probably deserving to be. Maybe deservingly to be there. But he also did have the help, you know. If, okay, if Kawhi didn't get hurt that year against the, when they were up against the, by 20, against the Warriors before Zaza Pachulia, you know, went under him and made him roll his ankle, they probably wouldn't have won that NBA series. They probably wouldn't have made it to the NBA Finals and end up winning that championship. If... If Kyrie and Kevin Love didn't didn't get hurt in the playoffs and they would have played in the NBA Finals, they probably would have beat they probably would have been the Warriors too. So who knows who knows if Steph would be where he was if the cards were you know, if the cards fell you know, if they were all evenly if everything would fell evenly, if everything was fair. If everyone was healthy, who knows if the Warriors would have been that good. So he needed that. He needed KD. It's debatable if he was top, if he's top five. And James Harden. Okay, Harden is a one-time MVP. He's never made it past the Eastern the Conference Finals. Um, he had a huge meltdown in Game Seven of. The Eastern Conference Finals, in which they the Rockets missed, I believe, over 25 threes in one game to lose to the Warriors without, I believe, without KD. So can Giannis take that spot of of Harden? Because yes, Harden is a great player. He's one of the most skilled players in NBA history. He's one of the most offensively 
unstoppable offensive forces in the NBA. I mean, he can shoot threes. He can ISO you to death. He can draw fouls like like easily like that. He can pass. He's one of the best passers in the NBA. He's if you were to make if he is the if you were to list him as a point guard, he'd probably be the best, most you know all around overall point guard in the NBA, and that's including Steph and Dame and Chris Ball and whoever. So, a one-time MVP versus a two-time MVP and Defensive Player of the Year and possibly MV, possibly an NBA champ and Finals MVP. I'm pretty sure Giannis has to at least be in the top five. He has to at least be in the top five if they if he wins. Not if he, not just if he wins the champ. Not if just if he wins the NBA championship. But if but even now he should be. He should be a top five player in the NBA because just from his accolades alone. Just from his accolades alone, he should be a top five player. But we're not giving him his flowers because he can't shoot. Yeah, he can't shoot, but he literally can do everything else. He's not... And Ben Simmons is not the same situation. Ben Simmons, he can... He's really good at defending and he's really good at passing. He's, and he's... He's a great, he's a really good slasher. But the mentality, that's where it changes. Giannis, he doesn't give a damn. If he misses a shot, if he miss, if he airballs a free throw, he'll still go back in and still try to dunk on you and still try to get a foul. It doesn't matter. Giannis will do it no matter what. He doesn't care. Ben Simmons, he's scared to shoot free throws. He's scared to attack the rim because he's scared to shoot free throws. That's the only reason, that's the biggest difference. That's what separates... That's what separates a top three, top five player from an all from a, probably a borderline all star. Just the mentality alone, that's what separates it. So Giannis deserves, he rightfully deserves to be a top, to be in, in the conversation of a top three player in the NBA. He should at least be top five and he should be in the conversation if he wins the. NBA title this year's NBA finals and if he becomes finals MVP he deserves to be a top he deserves to be in the conversation of a top at least or not at least he deserves to be in the conversation of a the top three players in the NBA hey LeBron's getting older and he's not getting he's not getting healthier seems like farther time is catching up to LeBron KD he doesn't play he's not the same defender that he once was Kawhi, he doesn't, he can't seem to stay healthy at all, ever. Steph, um, he didn't even make the playoffs this year. Uh, Harding, he's only won one MVP. Giannis deserves to be in the top three. I'm just saying. So let's move. Let's move on to the next topic. Let's talk about. Uh, this is mainly about baseball, but this is mainly about just like. As of today, sports is, we are seeing the best athletes in sports probably ever, you know? This is probably the best era to be a sports fan. And let me tell you why, right? And I bring up base, and then, because look at the NBA. There's so many great players in the NBA. You can argue that, you can argue that the top 30 best players 
could be in the top 15. That's how good the NBA is right now, right? Probably the 15th best player is Paul George, and he took, he basically carried the Clippers into almost beating the Phoenix Suns. That's how, and the Phoenix Suns are in the NBA champion, are the are in the NBA Finals, and they, and before this, before the finals started, they were the favorites to win the title. In probably like five games, five or four games, people were saying the Suns could win, could sweep the Bucks to win the title. And Paul George took those same Phoenix Suns to six games without Kawhi Leonard. Paul George is probably the 15th best player in the NBA. That's how good the NBA is right now. And in the NFL, there's so many great athletes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he's he's only 25. And he is arguably the best player. He's arguably the best player in the NFL right now. And he's arguably the most talented, most gifted, most physically gifted quarterback we've ever seen in the NFL. But not only that, I mean, can you... I mean, pretty much every NFL team has a franchise quarterback on their team. And you can't say... There's a horrible, a, a Cleveland Browns, like 2016 Cleveland Browns type of team in the NFL right now. Yes, the Jags and the Texans are pretty bad, but they at least have, you know, the, at least the Texans for now, they have Deshaun Watson and the Jags have Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the NFL is in a great spot right now. I mean, Tom Brady's literally 40, almost 45 years old and he just won he just won a Super Bowl and he had, I think he won Super Bowl MVP. What like are you kidding me? That's just those two the most popular sports in America right now. And now look at look at now that's why I bring up baseball. We are witnessing something insane in baseball right now. We're witnessing the Shohei Otani show, the Showtime, right? Shohei, Showtime Otani. That's what that's people give him that nickname. Obviously, a lot of us weren't alive when Babe Ruth was playing in the MLB. Your grandparents probably weren't alive. Your parents were definitely not alive. Your grandparents probably weren't alive. Your great grandparents were probably alive when Babe Ruth was playing. So you ha- you would have to go through four generations to get. Any semblance, any similarities of a player like Babe Ruth, right? Someone who's a two-way baseball player. Because baseball, there's two sides of baseball, right? There's, you know, obviously there's fielding and there's catching and there's pitching, right? There's that side, the defense side, the defensive side. And there's the offensive side where someone hits, you know, home runs, uh, steals bases, you know, basically like that, you know? There's two sides. It's like it's like in the NFL, you have the def- the eleven defensive players. You know you have like your your defensive line, your linebackers, your your defensive backs, and uh, and on the offense e- offensive end you have your QB. You have your your running backs. You have your receivers, your linemen, right? Basketball it, they're filled with two way players, but they're more they're a lot of specialists in the NBA now more than ever so think about this it's been 
it's been about 100 years since we've seen a player like Babe Ruth. Now, me, I just became a fan of baseball because, you know, I've reached because, you know, I have to. I'm sports sports podcast. You know, I have to, get, I have to learn about sports, you know, not just that, because I also want to get in. And uh, in, I've also been interested in baseball as of as of recently. And so I've been listening to a lot of sports analysts, lots baseball analysts, a lot of sports talk about baseball. And the way that they're talking about Shohei Otani. Now, mind you, I just got into baseball, so I'm very much of a casual when it comes to baseball. But these experts are not. You know, these experts are experts for a reason. Now, I don't know if they're like boneheads like Paul Pierce, Ryan Hollins, and stuff like that who just make terrible takes. But a lot of them are former, you know, they're former baseball legends. They're not just they're not just former baseball you know, scrubs, they're all, they're former baseball legends who are talking about Otani. And a lot of them are saying so many great things about Otani. I mean, think about it. He is a pitcher. And what do pitchers usually do? They just pitch. They just pitch. And when they're in the lineup, they usually have a DH, which is a, a designated hitter, basically someone who hits for them. Or when they hit, they're they're usually like a guaranteed strike, a guaranteed strikeout. That's usually how it works because pitchers they don't focus on hitting, they focus on pitching. They just, they just pitch. They live, eat, breathe, sleep, shower, poop, everything. Pitch. They just pitch the ball. And that's it. They only focus on throwing the ball, and that's pretty much it. And especially, especially now. From what I've heard, from what I heard, it's you know a lot of a lot of baseball players are specialists, right? Like pitchers are specialists. Specialists. They only focus on pitching. That's it. You rarely ever have like a pitcher who can hit or can decently hit. So they're not known for hitting. It's like it's like in the NBA, you have three point specialists. They only know for three point shots. For three-point shooting. But let me tell you about Mr. Otani. He is a pitcher. He's one of the better pitchers. Right? Is he one of the best pitchers? No. A lot of a lot of a lot of MLB, a lot of baseball fans, a lot of experts say he's not, you know, one of the best pitchers. Um is he a good pitcher? Yeah, he's a pretty good pitcher from what I hear. But he's also leading the league in home runs. A pitcher. So imagine a pitcher is leading the league in home runs. Now imagine if someone like a familiar, uh, let's say a familiar pitcher, um, Clayton Kershaw. Imagine if he were to lead the league in home runs or even, you know, have a lot of home runs. They would go wild, right? That's something we've never heard of. That's like so. For example, it's like imagine if Steph Curry led the led the NBA, led the league in blocks or steals. Like what? That doesn't even make sense. Or let's say if Giannis, let's say if Giannis led the NBA in and three pointers made. Like what? 
or 3.0 percent is like what we've never heard of something like that and that's the same thing with Shohei Otani he is a pitcher who's leading the NFL leading the MLB leading the league in home runs and the players who are you know fighting for that top spot for home run leader they're players they're actual baseball players who specialize in hitting I mean I think second I think second in home runs is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and which he's you know he they say he's um he's he might you know he might win the triple crown which is I believe number one in the three major hitting categories which is home runs um RBIs and batting average I believe I believe that's what it is. I can't verify that because I'm a casual. But he's first in batting average and he's first in RBIs and he's second in in home runs. So he specializes in hitting and he's a first baseman. A first baseman they just, you know, they just catch the ball. You don't have to be the most athletic dude. You just got to be able to catch the ball. I mean, Albert Pujols plays first base first baseman sometimes for the Dodgers and he's literally built like a fridge like come on now that dude should not that dude I run faster than Pujols and I have a jacked up knee come on now and third place is Fernando Tatis Jr in which he's a stud he's an athletic stud he's probably one of the more athletic players in the MLB I mean he's advertised everywhere he's pretty much the face of baseball right now. Even though, you know, Shohei Atani is probably, you know, the biggest story right now. I'd say from multiple accounts, Tatis is the face of baseball. Face of the MLB. Face of, um, yeah, a face of baseball. And he's a shortstop. So you have to play, you have to be super athletic. You have to have, you have to know your whereabouts. You have to know, have to have a high basket of basketball baseball iq to be a shortstop because that's pretty much i would let's say let me equate that to something i'd say it's probably like your um maybe like a like your star cornerback yeah or more of like your your middle linebacker like someone like someone like darius leonard someone like bobby wagner or someone like fred warner or um, for people who, uh, I guess, a bigger name, probably like Luke Kuechly, um Ray Lewis, I, I, I'd say. I, it's probably something like that. I don't know. Or like a safety who's like who's pretty much everywhere, like Tyron Matthew. He's like that. That's, like, that's kind of like what it is, I'm, I'm assuming. Like, again, I'm a casual when it comes to baseball. But... I just know you have to be really good at defense. And Tatis, he's okay at defense. He's athletic enough to get to to his spots and to make crazy catches. But from what I hear, he makes a lot of errors because he's young, right? He's only 22. And same with Vlad Jr. He's only 22. So those guys specialize in hitting. They are they got they get paid the big bucks because they can hit. Hit home, not just hit, they hit home runs. But Shohei Otani, he gets paid the big bucks because he pitches. Because he's 
the Angels' best pitcher, and he's the Angels' currently best hitter. Yes, Mike Trout is out. He's hurt. But Otani is not only their best defensive player, but he is their best offensive player. That is a very rare occurrence, especially in baseball. In sports, yeah, it's pretty rare. It's not super rare because you have a lot of two-way players, especially in the NBA, like Kawhi, Giannis, AD, um, LeBron when he was in his prime, um, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Paul George. You have players who are really good at defense and in offense, but in baseball, that's a very rare occurrence, you know, especially, well, not in baseball, but for pitchers, it's a very rare occurrence because when you're pitching, you know, you're basically throwing out, you're, you're trying to throw, I won't say you're trying to, but you're throwing the ball as if you're throwing out your arm every single pitch you throw because Otani is throwing like 90s. He's throwing, he's throwing a baseball, a piece of rock, 90 miles an hour, probably like 60 to 70, 80 times a, a game or every time he pitches. But every time he pitches, the, the games that he doesn't pitch, he hits. And he hits. And baseball is pretty much played every single day. So he's basically, he's always using his arms. He's always, you know, exerting a lot of athletic and a lot of muscle power and explosiveness every single day. He's doing that every single day. And he's, do you know, I went to the batting cages for my, the first time I went to the batting cages. Mind you, I'm only hitting probably like those slow pitch softballs tosses or even at at most the most i've the highest i've ever hit was probably 50 miles an hour pitches and let me tell you my lats my back uh, my lower back my hips my shoulders my elbows my forearms my biceps my um my core my hands they were all dead after just hitting softball pitches, you know, those those slow pitch ones, those underhand pitches where basically they're just like throwing like a, a hacky sack to you. Or they're just, you know, the fastest, you know, he's doing that all the time and he's throwing out his arm every single time that he pitches. We've never seen anything like that before. So that's why I'm saying is this is the best time to be a sports fan because you get to see all this great talent. You get to see athleticism at its highest peak. Now, yes, they're, you know, gymnasts are not that popular soccer players in the U.S. I wouldn't say they're that um, popular or hyped up, um, you know powerlifters, bodybuilders, they're not as popular or hockey players. But this is the best time to be a sports fan because of the greatness we're seeing, the athletic greatness we're seeing. There's always like at least one 
athletically gifted player in every single in every single sport right now. I don't know that much about hockey, but I'm sure there is too. Basketball, you have a 36-year-old man who is still the best player in the who's arguably still the best player in the NBA in LeBron James. And 36 years old for basketball terms, that's like 50 years old for a regular person. And you have for the NFL, you have you're probably your best player who your best player is 25 years old and who or yeah the best player is probably 25 years old in Patrick Mahomes who's only getting better right mind you he's he's the most gifted quarterback we've ever had most physically gifted quarterback we've ever had and he's only getting better right that's basketball and football and in baseball we have something we've never seen in the last century just wrap that around your head and not only that but we still have you know we still have um ronaldo and messi in soccer um you have you know i'm sure there's great talent in golf there's great talent in hockey and mma there's great talent too now let me move on to mma right let me shift over to mma we all saw the Connor and Dustin fight. We've all heard the excuses that Con- that I won't say excuses, but all the you know all the stuff that's coming about about Connor. Is Connor's career over? That's that's my question. I would. I don't think it's over. I think it's just it's his stock has dipped dramatically, drastically. His stock has dipped. He went from being, you know. A constant contender for the belt to being someone who's arguably who's you know on the edge of being a top five contender in their in that division and that's literally the worst division to be in that's like the AFC that's like that's like the NFC West in of in MMA you know in the NFC West you have the Rams, you have the Seahawks, you have the 49ers, and you have the Cardinals. That's the best division in football. So, and the 155 division, the lightweight division, is the best division in in the UFC. Because you have you have because your champ is Charles Oliveira, your number one contender, your people's champ, your uncrowned champ is Dustin Poirier. Your uh second, right? Your um, your number two contender is Justin Gaethje, who is a former, um, a former interim champ. Your third contender, your number three contender, is Benil Dariush, who just beat Tony Ferguson easily. Your number four contender, I believe, is Michael Chandler, and who, who fought for the interim belt, or who who fought for the belt against Charles Oliveira. Who almost won the belt, mind you. Um, and you also have... And then you have, you know, you have Connor in there, who's always uh, an attraction. You have Dan Hooker. You have Islam um, Maka... Basically, you have Islam, who's Khabib's cousin, who's basically Khabib 2.0. You have Dan Hooker, like I met... You have Dan Hooker. 
You have, you know, Kevin Lee. You have Tony Ferguson. Hello, I forgot about him. You have so many great fighters in the 155 division who would be um, top contenders in any other division if they're at the, you know, their respective weights. Is Conor's career over? No. Well, he, he'll always be a main event uh, fighter. He'll always be a main event attra attraction because of his fan base. I mean, look at look at Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz sold out an arena with, by being the third main event in a, in, in, a, in a card that had Israel Adesanya and had Amanda that and and had um, Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo. He was the third main event, and he was he had the most fans there at that card at that event. You know, Moreno he has a lot of fans. Izzy obviously has a lot of fans. Nate Diaz has the most fans probably in the entire in the entire UFC uh, community. He probably has the most fans. And what's his and you know what's his record? I believe it's twenty one and fourteen. He's lost fourteen times. When are you ever Okay, if I were to tell you that this fighter that a fighter had twenty one wins and fourteen losses and he's lost probably like his last three or three or four fights, you'd cut that guy. But if I told you that fighter was Nate Diaz, oh, you'd watch him instantly. You watch him. You, you turn on the TV. You pay for your pay per view, or you know your stream or whatever. You know you can pay your stream, whatever. You can watch anything on a stream because it's free. But you turn on the TV, and you'd watch Nate Diaz. You'd even watch his press conferences because it's Nate Diaz, and I think Connor is slowly getting into that realm in which he's now i wouldn't say he's a contender anymore but i think he's more of just a fan favorite a main event attraction that's that's sadly that's what connor's coming to i mean ever since he he fought mayweather his career's been pretty much going downhill i mean from then on after losing to to Mayweather, he he lost to Khabib. He got you know demolished by Khabib. He you know he almost got arrested. He's been um he's been just you know been just in a bunch of crap over the past three or four years. I mean he he's fought three times in the last three years. In which he's fought Dustin twice and he fought um Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And Cerrone is probably like I don't I don't even think Cowboy's even ranked, to be honest, at the 170 division. But I think Connor's I think Connor's career, it's not the same as it once was. Not only that, but Connor isn't the same person as he once was because the stuff that he was doing with Dustin, all this stuff like, oh, I'm going to murder you. You're going to leave in a coffin. You're going to leave the the octagon in a stretcher. Talking about his wife and all that stuff. Like that, come on. That's not stuff you do, man. 
that's not that's not even stuff the old Connor would do. Connor would just trash talk you, the fighter. He wouldn't trash talk you, the person. Like, come on now, that's not Connor. That's probably I don't even think Colby Covington would say something like that, or even Chael Sonnen would say something like that about your wife. Maybe like maybe Chael would, but I don't know if they do that. Like, dude, you especially after losing a fight. You don't be saying like, "Oh, your wife's in your wife's in me DMs." You don't be saying stuff like that, or "Oh, I'm gonna kill you in your sleep." I'm gonna kill you and your wife in your sleep, like, dude. You're you you just lost back to back fights to the same guy, and you're talking like that. Like, come on, man. That's that's not this this Connor. I'd rather have the calm, respected, respectful, you know. Connor than this Connor. This Connor is just straight up disrespectful, and not even like the fun, like entertained disrespectful. This is like the cringy um, Connor. That's like kind of like I believe that Connor was, you know, a little bit. Um, we had a little sneak peek of that Connor against Khabib, and what she did a little too much. And the, even that time, it was all for business. I mean, he even said it during the fight when Khabib was, you know, just pounding him. He was just saying, let's talk now. Let's talk now. And Connor was just saying, hey, it's just all business, man. It's just all business. I feel like this time, like, Connor's just really, like, not there anymore. His mindset is not there. I mean, and it, do, I, it doesn't have to be because this dude is literally, like, a multimillionaire. He's a multi-millionaire. He's a multi. He's like a multi-hundred. He's a multi-six-figure, or not even six-figure. He's a multi-like probably eight-figure millionaire. He's the biggest draw in the UFC. He all you only need one main event for him to for him to sell out. You know, cards, sell out arenas, sell out pay-per-views. It's just unfortunate to see this Connor come out because this is the Connor that not even Connor fans like to see because you can't defend him on that type of stuff. You could talk about fighters and say, oh, you're trash, you're trash, oh, you suck. But you can't say stuff like, oh, I'm going to murder you or stuff like, oh, like talking about people's wives or families because that's just going too far. That's just going way past, you know, business talk or just hyping up or promoting a fight. That's really like, that's words you don't say. Those are the... You know, the cardinal sins, the, the, you know, the cursed words that you don't talk about, you know, stuff like that. You don't be talking about that type of stuff. But Connor's, I don't think Connor's the same. But on the other hand, Dustin, what the hell, man? This dude is insane. Dustin is like, I know he, I know he's legit, but he's like legit, legit. Like he, He's probably in his next fight against Oliveira because he obviously he's going to get the next title fight. He's probably going to enter that fight the favorite. And I don't even know if it's like a slight favorite. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a heavy favorite because this dude just dismantled Connor like it was nothing. I mean, he showed his full repertoire. He he's one of the best boxers in the in the UFC and MMA. He's he can wrestle, he can grapple, he shows he showed his defense 
against you know his take not not his takedown defense but his his grappling defense like this dude is has the whole package you know like that's and not only that but he's respectful he's you know he he does talk trash but he doesn't do it in like a way that's you know going over the over the lines something that's like out of bounds like like that but it's it's good enough i mean dustin he's probably he's probably gonna win the the ufc gold in which he deservingly does not not to say that Oliveira doesn't deserve to win the to be a champ he obviously does i mean he's won his last eight fights against like really high level uh fighters yeah he deserves it but do I think he's gonna keep it? I don't. I think his title run is gonna be short because you got Dustin Poirier as your next fight, and Poirier, even with Oliveira at being the champ, Dustin Poirier is probably is not even probably he is the best one fifty fiver, you know, in the world right now. I mean, even if you look at the overall pound for pound rankings, I believe Dustin is ranked number five and he's ranked number five under you know like uh, i believe who's who's ranked above him i think uh francis Ngannou is ranked above him um usman is ranked above him who else um izzy is ranked above him and someone else is ranked above him i forgot who else but He's higher. He's a higher ranked fighter, pound for pound, than the champ in his current division. Charles Oliveira is the eighth ranked pound for pound, a best fighter in the UFC, and Dustin Poirier is ranked number five. Like that is insane. That the number one contender is ranked higher than the actual champ. Like that doesn't make sense at all. You know what I mean? It's like if, um. That's like if Colby Covington was ranked higher than Usman. Or if uh if um what's his name? Robert Whitaker was ranked higher than Izzy. Or even if you know if Stipe was ranked higher than or if, if Derek Lewis was ranked higher than Francis Ngannou. Like that's you know how crazy that is? That would that would be insane. But I don't know. I think Connor's career has it, it's not it's not going to be the same it's not the same and it will never be the the, the old connor how how he was a double champ and he was just you know red panty night every night i don't think he's i don't think he's the same dude and it and to be honest i don't feel that bad because of what he did pre and post fight you know the the only reason like why Connor was forgived was forgivable before was because he was a very gracious loser and he was a you know he would give his props to whoever he wouldn't you know and even when he would win he wouldn't be super disrespectful he'd give the fighters props you know obviously he'd you know he gloat and be super proud of himself but he would never like be like that you know so I don't think this is the same Connor, and I don't feel that bad. But I'm happy for Dustin that he finally, he's finally gonna get another shot at 
winning the UFC gold. So, yeah. I talked a lot. It's okay. This is my first episode in, in a long time. So those are my thoughts on basketball, specifically Giannis, baseball, specifically Otani, and just the amount of athletic greatness that we're seeing um, right now. We're probably seeing the best athletes right now. And those are also my thoughts about Connor and Dustin and just the the futures futures of their career and how one fighter's stock is dramatically dropping and one and another fighter's stock is dramatically rising. And one is becoming a star, one is a late bloomer and one is unfortunately he's one of those people that peaked in high school. So tonight, today, whenever, now is the best time to be a sports fan because of the athletes we're seeing today in every single sport and because you have a podcast to talk about those type of stuff. So I'll catch you guys later. Peace. Thank you all for listening. I deeply appreciate you guys giving my podcast a listen. You can find this episode and many more wherever you find podcasts, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or even here on Anchor FM. But hey, don't leave right now. Don't don't you press that button. Don't don't go, because your job isn't over yet. Make sure you go follow me on Instagram at discussion to get more content. And don't forget to share this episode to a friend or family. And remember, times is 20, even though it's 2021, it's a new year, things have not changed. Even new year, same year, basically. Remember to wear a mask, take a shower because you stink, brush your teeth because you stink, wash your hands because you're nasty, put on deodorant because you stink, use hand sanitizer because you're nasty, and watch sports. All right, that's it for me. Take it easy, y'all. Later.